Welcome back to the Red Dice Stories RPG podcast with John and Hannah. Hi. And today, as per the result of our Twitter poll for this Friend or Foe Friday episode, we're going to be looking at the method. Okay, so as per our introduction, we're going to be looking at the Mephit, which first appeared in the Fiend Folio by TSR UK, which is the book that we're working our way through at the moment. Now, if I remember correctly, love, they were sort of like like an like an imp, but sort of like elementary aspect in. So, what does it say about them in the Fiend Folio? So, for starters, it's one of the few creatures from this book that we've got, like, four variations of that are distinct variations. Okay. We've got fire, lava, smoke, steam. Yeah, and I seem to remember that sort of, like, later on down the line in later editions, there's some more different types added as they expanded, like, the elemental planes. But we'll get to that later. So what else Mm -hmm. does it say? Methods are evil messengers and errand runners of powerful creatures of the lower planes. So that they Demons and devils. Yeah. So yeah, they're common inhabitants of nine hells to the abyss and their alignments vary depending on which plane they're from, but they're always evil. That makes sense because the abyss is chaotic evil and the nine hells is lawful evil. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. When they appear on the Prime Material Plane, they always have some demonic mission to perform, or a similar mission from another such evil personage. So they're always there for a reason. So they've been sent to do something yeah, in particular, they're, they're, they're not knocking about. that's been summoned for a task. Okay. Uh, Mephits are connoisseurs of the vulgar and tasteless. Uh, they share an extraordinary twisted sense of humour. I like them already. Uh, they delight particularly in tormenting the helpless. Uh, they will wear clothes of the most garish design possible. Uh, they are often seen puffing upon smoking rolls of exceedingly foul-smelling dried vegetation. That's disgusting. Uh, stuttering gait, shrill voices... They're all about five foot tall with functional wings and fangs. No particular type is any more or less common on any of the other planes. All right, okay. Uh, For purposes of aerial combat, manoeuvrability class B. And then it goes on to the different types. Are there any sort of like powers or abilities that are common to them or...? So they've all got a breath weapon. We've got a handy little box out with all of them next to each other. Uh, yeah, they've all got a breath weapon, which I think is particular to whichever one it is. So, yeah, the steam one gets a steam breath weapon, the smoke one gets a smoke breath weapon. Yeah. And I assume the other two are fire. Other than that, they're pretty similar. For some reason, the steam ones are a lot richer than the others. Um, <laughs> they have 3 to 18 platinum pieces where the others have either 1 to 10 or 2 to 12. Obviously steam pays who'd have thought it. <laughs> now I seem to remember that a lot of demons and devils in the sort of earlier editions had the ability to like summon in other demons and devils of the same type. Do, do methods have that ability or? 
yeah it's uh, mentioned on each of them individually I think the reason it's mentioned differently on each one is because they get different frequencies and different chances of success to oh, right, okay. but they all get this power to port in one to two other methods uh, and then they also get for like each individual type a couple of extra powers so, so the fire method can use heat metal and magic missile the lava one gets shape change to turn into a pool of molten lava nice the smoke one gets invisibility and dancing lights and the steam one gets contaminate water and ice storm that's pretty cool okay so so at this stage they're pretty sort of faustian imps you summon one you give it a task it does the task it goes back to its own plane or the bad guy summons one gives it a task it goes back to its own plane so pretty cut and dried to be honest or they've got their own little mission that they've come up with themselves, oh. which seems to be generally trolling people. Although I, d- I do like the uh, the whole like wearing ridiculous like clothes and like smoking and having like high pitched voices. For for some reason, I don't know. It, in my mind, it just makes them makes me think of them as like the black adder of like demons. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like they want to be evil and they want to be bad, but they're like they're more sort of comical rather than sort of hardcore like evil. They made me think very much of the demons in um the young ones. Do you remember right. the sequence where they have to say the demon's name three times and it'll appear? I don't And the honest. demon's called Futumch and no one's gonna say that three times. And then over the course of the episode, obviously they do, and the demon turns up and starts tormenting him at the end of the episode. I, I tell you what it makes me think of when they're saying about the high-pitched voice. You know that um, you know that voice like Chris Cronus does when he's doing, like, tribute? Where he's like, play the best song in the world. That's what it reminds me of. Anyway, there are sort of wandering ramblings aside. That's first edition AD&D. Now, they did crop up in 2nd edition AD&D in the Fiendish Monstrous Compendium. I seem to remember they also appeared in some capacity in the Planescape Monstrous Compendium that I once owned a copy of, but alas, I don't have that any longer, so I can't really check that. I've seen, I've checked it online enough to know that it is in there, but obviously I haven't got a copy of it to hand. However, the Fiendish Monstrous Compendium, I have got a copy of, and having a quick look at it here, in this version, we get fire, ice, lava, mist, smoke, and steam methods. They're described as nasty little messengers created by powerful lower planes creatures. So in this case, it's giving you, like we've said before with a lot of second mm-hmm. ed, AD&D stuff, it's expanding on it a bit. It's now demons and devils of powerful status create these creatures as messengers. So they've got a defined role. They appear as thin, five-foot-tall humanoids with wings. They have exaggerated features, hooked noses, pointy ears, blah, blah, blah. Their skin can... Conti- a bit taller there. Well, you know, it's uh, that, that's um, inflation for you. They've um, Their skin continually drips with whatever material they're made from, so lava, water for that steam methods and whatever. 
in battle, they attack with either their clawed hands or their breath weapons. They've still got the breath weapon there. They're described as loving, tormenting, helpless creatures, so they're still sort of quite sadistic and bragging about their latest evil accomplishments. So again, as I said, it sounds to me like they're trying to be like really hardcore sort of evil bad guys, but they're just not really. Mm-hmm. There's still a thing about them wearing garish, vulgar costumes, being fond of large cigars and pipes, smoking foul, smelling tobacco and pipe weed. They give themselves pompous, impossibly long names. And the one example given here is Gone Benarful, Sprite Slayer, greatest of all the steam methods and favourite of the lower planes. Which, you know, try saying that three times fast. They assume a grovelling, craven attitude around their bosses, towards victims and each other. They drop the servant persona and they become sort of like self-aggrandising, sort of uh, over-the-top sort of arrogant figures. They usually assigned it to deliver some message or pick up a package on the lower planes. But occasionally, and it says about 5% of the time, they're sent to the prime material planes. Their missions might include retrieving a person, delivering a magical item, spreading a little general mayhem, that sort of thing. So again, we're still keeping that idea going from the Fiend Folio that they're given a defined mission rather than just being something you come across we've got a little bit of ecology here which describes them as leading brief troublesome lives since it seems to suggest that the the effort to create one of them is relatively minor for like an an arch devil or like a big demon so like they're created and destroyed fairly frequently because i suppose if one gets stranded somewhere or in too much trouble it's easy just to create a new one rather than like bail them out Um, for some bizarre reason here it says as well captured and confined ice methods have been used to chill small rooms for cold storage or perishables so like a refrigerator which seems a bit strange it then goes on to say steam methods can heat small areas or power engines fire and lava methods can prove useful for heating forges and such things so we're getting into the sort of like magical melding with technology a bit there Mm -hmm. where it almost seems to be suggesting that for a lot of things, these little creatures can serve as power sources, really. Sort of very, like, um, Pratchett with the imps. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah you know. And um, I think that's quite interesting that they've sort of gone in that direction. I can't remember many other creatures where it sort of implicitly implies, like, a certain advancement of technology, whereas if you're building steam engines that need a steam method, that implies, like, a certain level of technology, but obviously here using magic to power it rather than the more sort of traditional methods, which I think is interesting. I know everyone doesn't like sort of technology in the D&D games, but it's a nice interesting wrinkle you can throw in there if you want, and you can ignore it if you don't, let's face it. We then get some little descriptions of the individual methods. So we're told that fire methods are the most mischievous, and they like playing pranks on people. Ice methods are angular in form, they're aloof, they're cruel, they're the cruelest of the methods, they're very cold, they don't really have any emotions. Mm -hmm. The lava methods are very unintelligent, they're just brutes. The mist methods think they're spies of highest calibre, although given that it says they think they are, suggests actually they're a bit rubbish at it. It describes them as being weirdly sort of like a, a method thought police where they're like quick to report other methods to their boss if they've like stepped out of line, which is, <laughs> I mean, no one likes a grass, <laughs> let's face it. 
And then we've got to the smoke method, who are apparently crude and lazy and spend most of their time sitting around smoking, not doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the steam method, who regard themselves as the overlords of all methods and the highest of all methods. But again, since it says that that's how they regard themselves, suggest they're not. And they have similar powers. You know, they've, they've all got breath weapons. They can gate in other types of methods that are related to them one of the interesting additions here which i don't know if it mentions in the the fiend folio is it gives you a little bit here about what happens when they die so for instance when a smoke method dies it disappears in a flash of flame but like a big puff of smoke which might cause like one point of damage to people within like 10 foot no it doesn't seem to have anything about that specifically in here I mean, it doesn't mention that for all the different types of methods in the Monstrous Compendium, but it's an interesting little extra nice bit of like flavour. Yeah, you know, just a little bit more dramatic, isn't it? So I think after the, the Monstrous Compendium, as I say, possibly the Planescape Compendium, which unfortunately I don't have a copy of, I think that the next time they appear is in the third edition and 3.5 edition Monster Manual. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to crack that open, love, and tell me what that reveals to us about the methods? 3.5 Monster Manual. Why are you so difficult to read? Yeah, I've got me. I was never a big fan of the layout of the 3.5 Monster Manual, <coughs> especially that weird sort of like line I was background say, yeah, thing. It's the lines on the background. Yeah, I don't know what someone was thinking when they put that in. Well, it's what you would do for calligraphy, which would make sense if it was like a calligraphic text but it's a really modern text yeah <laughs> it, it's weird because the, the the layout in like the earlier books is quite clear the layout in the fifth edition book is quite clear the layout in the fourth edition monster book is quite clear but it's just like someone had a brain fart on like the 3.5 version and went oh lots of sort of like faded lines across the page that's what we need i think they just wanted it to not look like the second edition book with the one monster in the box out in the corner and all the text underneath because that was such an iconic look they wanted something different serves them right really so anyway (laughs) so what types of method do we get in the minor creatures from the elemental planes more curious than evil I was like, so change, isn't it? Cause mm-hmm. Although they're described as pranksters, they are evil, and it specifically says they're evil so in the first each edition. Each individual's nature varies depending on the, es- the essence of the element that birthed it. Well, water's the essence of wetness. <laughs> Small winged creatures, more or less humanoid features. Uh, their elemental origins are apparent at a glance. One of the things I was going to say, I've noticed of like, having a quick look over this way you're in is there's no picture of them. There actually is one, but it's on the next page, and it's of three very generic little demons. Yeah, it's not really grabbing me. I mean, when you you look at, like, the the Tony DiTalazzi artwork in the the, the Planescape uh, Monstrous Compendium, I'm sorry if I've not said his name right, but the artwork in there was stunning, and even the artwork Mm -hmm. in, like, the Fiend Folio is, like, nice in that sort of, like, old-school black-and-white flavour. I think, again, it's suffering from the 3.5 layout thing because it's following the Manticore and the Medusa and you've got to have a picture of each of them. I also think, if I remember correctly, because I can see that a lot of that art, a lot of the artwork's been reused from the version 3, mm-hmm. between 3 and 3.5. 
<laughs> However, the layout's been like moved around. Just a little bit, I think. So I'm guessing they probably had to sort of since I've compared them. I'm guessing they probably had to like shrink various pictures and remove some to like fit it all mm-hmm. in. So anyway, what type of methods do we get? We get the air method, dust method, earth method, fire method, ice method, magma method. Ooze method, salt method, steam method, water method. So there's definitely been some added there, hasn't there? Because there's like the core elements have been added in, and there's things like ooze yeah. have been added in. So we started off with fire and three things that are effectively the other element mixed with fire. Lava is earth and fire, steam is water and fire, smoke is air and fire. And then it's sort of expanded on that principle. You've added in the ice method on the last edition, and this time we've added in a few more. So so we've got fire and ice, we've got earth and air. They're like your sort of main ones. And then we've got all these things that mix them together, like dust is air and earth. Magma, obviously, lava, fire, water, ooze, water, earth. Yeah, now I wonder if this is just part of the fact that, like, as the game's gone on, the elemental planes have been developed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, as far as I remember, when it first started out, and obviously, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I'm just going on my very rusty memory here. When it first started out, there was like the four elemental planes you know earth air Mm -hmm. fire water then there was the the power elemental planes which is where the boundaries of those two met and then Mm -hmm. if i remember correctly there was some other ones which were mixed with the positive and the negative planes okay so i've just checked this online and according to the great wheel cosmology the inner planes were the six major elemental planes so that's fire earth water air positive energy and negative energy there's four para elemental planes smoke ice ooze and magma and the eight quasi elemental planes lightning steam radiance minerals vacuum salt ash and dust so obviously we've got the the quasi elemental planes are where it mixes with the positive and the negative and then we've got the para-elemental planes where the others meet. Mm-hmm. So, each of these has got their own little specifics, but again, we've basically got a breath weapon. Um, they don't seem to have the ability to summon their mates in, or not as many of them do. And then, obviously, they've got, like, they speak the language for whichever plane they've come from. Yeah. A um, couple of feats, skills that go up and down because it's third ed and everybody's got loads and loads of skills. Yeah, third ed is the game of the skills. Uh, without looking at it all in a proper, neatly laid out chart, I would have no way to tell you how they compare to each other. 
it it does look it does look like could be a big old wodge of text in the, mm-hmm. the three point five monster menu. I've got to say, well, as we've just said, it's it doesn't appeal to me at all as a, as a layout style. Four whole pages and a little bit. Although, if you don't count the Medusa, that little bit See, of method it, 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 that it, it strikes over, it strikes <laughs> me in there. There's there's a lot of pages being mm-hmm. used, and I'm not getting any clearer point than I got from like the couple used in the Fiend Folio or the Second Dead Monstrous Compendio. I mean, I, I know the stat blocks the are bigger. the nature of the game because the stat blocks are bigger, although they didn't need to write underneath every single one a whatever method is about four feet tall and weighs. They yeah. could have just said most of them weigh this much and the air and the dust ones weigh less. That's a surprise. Yeah. The Earth one weighs more. Yeah, oh, wow. What a surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. But this is not a current edition. There's no point in moaning about the layout too much. What do you mean there's no point mm. moaning about editions? That's your right as a D&D gamer. But we're still only on third ed. What was fourth ed like, love? Okay, now, methods didn't actually appear, as far as I'm aware, in any of the sort of published fourth edition books. In order to find a version for fourth ed of methods, I had to turn to the online version of Dragon Magazine. And in the March 2013 issue, there was an article by David Floor and Jared Espley, featuring some of the Tony Dittelizzi illustrations from the Planescape version, which told you how you could use them in 4th edition, gave you the stat blocks, the powers, etc. Okay, so we're told that methods are common in the elemental chaos, and this is an interesting little aside, because obviously 4th edition sort of changed the cosmology of D&D as a whole. So we went from using the Great Wheel cosmology to what was called the World Axis cosmology. And instead of just sort of having all these distinct separate planes, there was the idea of the material plane in the middle, which was your campaign world, some planes being above, some planes being below, and various transitory planes. Mm -hmm. So the elemental planes all got mashed together into one big plane called the elemental chaos which was made up out of all various mm-hmm. different bits of the elemental planes and in the at the bottom in inverted commas of that was a huge pit that led down into the abyss which is where all the demons were so mm-hmm. the elemental planes and demons for my money were a lot more closely tied together using the cosmology of fourth edition so that makes sense for the method mm-hmm. you know the little demons they're elemental that seems to work great for me they're described as having a a natural sort of craven sort of style to them they're sort of natural born servants sent out to get on obligations when they fulfill these obligations they normally return to the elemental chaos occasionally they might lurk around if they find like an atmosphere they like Small numbers of liberated, in inverted commas, methods live in and around their native elements on the material plane. So I suppose if you're like a water method or whatever, you get summoned, you do your mission, then as you're flying over, you're like, oh, look at that uh, sea down there. You might decide to like hang around a bit and maybe cause a bit of mischief in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Now, it specifically says in this article that 
much like elementals, methods are typically unaligned, which is obviously a contrast to earlier. They've gone from being evil, albeit sort of like diet evil, to mm. being just mischievous, to now apparently having like no real alignment at all, just being like simple messengers and errand boys. We then have a little stat block for the various different types of method. And again, we've got air, dust, earth, fire, ice, magma, mist, steam, water, and that's all we get. So we haven't got quite as no. many as previously now, which is a bit strange, but I'm guessing they were limited on article space. Mm -hmm. And you get like a little stat block in the fourth edition style for each of these. It says here that... All methods gain regeneration, five hit points per round, but only under certain circumstances. So for the air method, it regains five hit points whenever it starts its turn and has at least one hit point. If it starts its turn on the ground, its regeneration does not function. Mm -hmm. For a dust method, it if it takes cold or psychic damage, its regen doesn't function on its next turn, which seems a bit weird, but... It's fourth edition, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Each of them has an at-will power, which is their claw attacks. They also have powers that tend to like recharge on like a five or six, which are the sort of spell-like powers. Mm -hmm. So air methods have got like an air blast. It's a cone that blasts three creatures, can cause them damage, and it moves them a number of squares. Have they got a breath weapon now? They don't appear to have a breath weapon as far as I can see. I think that's sort of been rolled into the, so, the spell-like yeah, abilities. They've got other sort of yeah. themed Yeah, so if, if we look at if we look at the, the magma method, they have a, a molten blast, which is a recharge power, which mm -hmm. is effectively the breath weapon. And again, they have this magma form that they can take on. There doesn't seem to be... Beyond that, there doesn't appear to be an awful lot of background on them here. We're told like where they prefer to spend their time, which most of which is not surprising. I mean, earth methods like living in caves and underground. Who'd have thought it? Magma or lava methods like lava. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not exactly rocket science. You get a few, you get maybe a sentence or two about the characteristics. So we're told earth methods tend to be less cruel than many of the other types. They're curious about mortals. We're told um, magma methods are, again, not intelligent. They're sort of more brutish. Ice methods are mean. They don't have the emotions, as we said previously. But that's all we really get about them in 4th edition. And like I said, I'm sure there was some restraints due to like the limits on the size of the article. And I think these stats are perfectly serviceable for 4th edition. There's a nice little picture of each different type of method, as well as they've reused some of the older artwork from earlier editions. So, I think mean, if you're playing 4th edition and you're looking for a sort of mm -hmm. serviceable sort of set of stats... Yeah, this article is going to do you fine. However, if you want more than that, it does seem that this article assumes you're going to know something about them already. If you want more than that, don't play 4th edition. <laughs> I, I don't, after you've just been saying, like, don't take the mick out of different editions, I don't know how you can say that. <clears throat> and to be honest, I, I don't mind 4th edition that much anyway. But as we've often said, you know, it's whatever. All joking aside, it's whatever edition you guys out there enjoy. So... I think the next time they crop up after 4th edition is, surprisingly enough, 5th edition. And if I remember correctly, they were in the main monster manual for 5th mm -hmm. edition D&D. &D. 
So why don't so, you crack that bad boy open and tell us what's in there? Right after the Medusa again. Makes sense. I've got her own page it. this time. Capricious uh, imp-like creatures, native to elemental planes, six varieties, each one representing a mixture of two elements. Oh, it's nice to have actually explicitly stated that there, though. Uh, ageless tricksters, when they find their way to the material plane, they prefer to dwell in places where their base elements are abundant. Makes sense. Uh, doesn't require food, drink, or sleep. We've got the dust method, the ice method, the magma method, the mud method, the smoke method, and the steam method. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a little box out that says variant method summoning. Some methods have an action option that allows them to summon other methods once per day. 25% chance of summoning one D4 methods of its own kind. So they've, they've put it in more as an optional role rather than like, yes, mm -hmm. this is an ability they all have, which I quite like. It's nice to see them sort of giving a bit of a nod back to the earlier editions, even if it's like an optional role. And that's something I've noticed mm -hmm. they've done quite a few times in 5th edition. But obviously we know that with 5th edition, they were trying to sort of lure people back and go, oh, don't, don't worry about 4th edition. Yeah, yeah for, forget, for, for, forget that. Oh, this... Uh, this, this, uh, this, 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 this corpse of a game that was sort of rolling up in a carpet put, and pushing it off the bridge in a car. But don't worry about it. Yeah, fifth edition. We've still got it. It never left. Again, they've all got their own specific... Um, stat block. Stat block with breath weapon and an odd like, innate spell casting specific spell. Yeah. Um, most uh, some of them have false appearance, uh, which is like a camouflage power. When it stays still, it looks like the. Well, that's pretty cool. So, like, if you're like an ice method, you can be like, "Oh, yeah. I'm actually just like a big icicle," which makes me think of like you know the horror movies where you've got the like somebody's been standing in the background for ages but it looked like they were part of the trees because of how their makeup's been done or it, it also whatever. makes me think a bit of like mentioning horror movies of like uh, you know when you see like a stone statue of a gargoyle which mm -hmm. let's face it the methods look quite like gargoyles because mm -hmm. gargoyles have got that whole demonic appearance going on or i suppose i should say grotesques really but uh, mm -hmm. You know, in a horror film, when you see like this, what you think is to be a, like a stone demon statue, and then like it like turns its head slowly, I mm -hmm. could imagine like a, a sort of earth method, like a stone look style method doing that. Mm -hmm. Or even like if you've got like your um, your smoke method looks like quite shadowy. I can imagine it hiding behind a statue and like in the shadow of the statue, or like making itself look like a a shadow. That'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that they built on here is the when it dies, and this time they've each got their own specific description and a power called Death Burst. Oh, nice, that's dramatic. So, for example, the smoke one that you mentioned earlier, uh, when it dies, leaves behind a cloud of smoke that fills a five-foot radius centred on where the creature died. Uh, the sphere is heavily obscured, wind disperses it, otherwise it lasts for a minute. So you kill one of them in like a dungeon in that closed in space, that can yeah. be quite like a problem, uh, particularly if you've got half a dozen more of them chasing after you. Ice one just was something a bit different. 
-hmm. when it dies explodes in a burst of jagged ice that spikes everyone and the lava one obviously does fire damage I was going to say you know you're talking about the ice when it explodes in that jagged Mm -hmm. shards of ice that reminds me of like like, there's a lot of like Final Fantasy style like computer games and things like that where when you cast like an ice power like the jagged bits of ice like go and come up like around the floor which I think it's maybe they didn't do it deliberately but it it seems to me like that's possibly a bit of a cheeky nod to that which I quite like because again it's it's something a bit more dramatic something a bit out of the ordinary Mm mm-hmm I've got to say as well, I know I'm not generally such a fan of like the newer styles of artwork, but I've got to say, I think the, the artwork of the Methods actually looks really cool. They all look like tiny little like characters, and although they, they look evil, they've got bat wings, they've got the massive hook noses and whatever, they look very impish, mm-hmm. they still have almost like a bit of a cheeky sort of like mischievous vibe to them rather than like out and out evil. Even the ice one. Mm. Yeah, they are all like distinctly the same kind of creature, but yes. also distinctly different from one another. I quite like how they've um, they've put like the cause there's like a couple of them on each page. I quite like the fact they've put the smoke and the steam method on the same page because mm-hmm. the the smoke method is very sort of dark and shadowy, and the steam method is very sort of light and airy. So the color schemes like contrast each other nicely. Mm-hmm. I like that they've uh, sharpened the lines on all of the other four and then the smoke and the steam method. Yeah, they're all glowy, aren't they? Hazy. Yeah. yeah, it works quite well. The first thing this got me thinking about when we were looking through them yeah. was the Mephistopheles character from the Faustus story. Makes sense, given the name. Yeah, and... I went down a little YouTube rabbit hole looking up things about Mephistopheles and there's all these nutters that think they can summon real demons and D&D has no truck with that and never has. Uh, but there was one bit that particularly like made me chuckle I thought was worth mentioning. And that's that nobody really knows where... Um, the dude that wrote the first version of this story got the name Mephistopheles from. Oh, right, okay. And there's, like, various different possible routes for it. And the meanings... One meant destroyer, one meant slanderer, one meant not loving light. Mm -hmm. And then the one that really got me was lover of the sulphurous fumes of hell. So, fart sniffer. Which I thought properly summed up the DP. <laughs> yeah, it, that does seem very appropriate for methods, given they're described as like you know they're like basically bootlicking their bosses, but like if someone's smaller than them, they're suddenly like, oh, I'm the big I am. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say in terms of how you can use them in your game, I think the the most sort of obvious way is, as we've said in the various editions, they tend to be messengers or they're sent out on a specific goal mm-hmm. by a demon or some sort of like infernal overlord. Mm-hmm. So I think the easiest way of using them is they're sent on a mission or with a message that somehow complicates or intersects with something the player characters are doing. So if you're like, oh, I've got to, uh, I've got to go to... I live in this particular town and uh, a lava method's sent by an infernal overlord who's got a beef against that town and wants them to like start a few fires and burn it down, 
obviously you're going to be trying to stop them so but it's because methods are like fairly sort of low level creatures it's a nice way of bringing in sort of elemental plane creatures and demonic creatures without them just like insta wiping the floor with like a lower level party mm -hmm. uh, but potentially it could lead into something greater than that so if you stop the method maybe their infernal overlord sends a couple more then he gets the message on oh, methods just ain't cutting it so he sends something harder by that point your players are like higher level maybe eventually they can rise and take on the infernal overlord themselves and it's a nice sort of level adventure progression if that's what floats your boat so it strikes me that these could be quite a useful thing to have as like your really big bad guys minions yeah as yeah. your players travel around a campaign world because you've got quite a lot of different ones for all the different elements different areas whatever yeah so it means you can sort of make things feel a bit different but I'm not quite sure how successful that would be because after a little while, a sort of four-foot guy with wings and a pointy nose is a four-foot guy with wings and a pointy nose and whether he's made of dust or steam or smoke, does it really matter? Yeah, and I mean, as we've said in, when we've been talking about the different editions, aside from a few minor differences in the sort of like powers they have and their sort of death moves... They're pretty similar in terms of like their raw sort of power levels and abilities. It's like you say, if someone's like shooting a breath weapon at you and it does X amount of damage, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's scalding steam or lava, really, does it? Exactly. But yeah, I mean, as you say, you, you can flavor it to specific terrain, and obviously, certain tactics might be more effective against certain types of methods depending on what abilities they have. So, the other thing that stands out as being like sort of obvious to do with them is when you've got a high level wizard or whatever who's gone into the demonology thing having a couple of method npcs who do what he's asked them to yeah like his yeah. servants and you've got a nice range there to customize your demonic servants from when you've got your wizard to that kind of level you've also got to keep them busy because otherwise they are going to go around and troll people because it's what, what they, do. they do yeah now i certainly remember back in day like certain types of like evil wizards when they used the find familiar spell they could get an imp or i think mm -hmm. it was called like a quasit which is like a, a sort of a different type of imp so i could certainly see if you wanted to maybe like slide a method in there instead as mm -hmm. a slightly more sort of mischievous but less overtly evil familiar for like a sort of wizard who likes to dabble on the dodgy side of life shall we say then you could certainly do that but as you say you've then got the problem of yeah this they're compelled to be loyal to you by the spell but it's in their nature to like be trolling people and be to be mischievous so you know you have to keep like a, a close eye on them mm -hmm. or keep them busy to stop them causing chaos and obviously even if you're an evil wizard every time you like go into a tavern or you go into a town you don't want like your familiar sort of like setting fires and blowing things up and whatever now i was going to say this is this is one of the creatures i've actually used in a game like not too long ago in one of my middlelands campaigns we had the the players when they were sort of in great london 
they found like a cult's underground lair and they they sort of tipped off the cult they were on the way to get them so by the time they got there they'd cleared out but they found the remnants they'd been doing some sort of like summoning and demonic activity and they found like two or three ooze methods that were sort of in there who'd basically been lured in by like the scent of like the magical workings had sort of like popped in there and then we're like oh everyone's gone mm-hmm. we, we can't get back and they were like oh well let's just knock around here oh look at this nice place we've got oh it's, it's all for us there's no one else here and I, I sort of did them as like a bit of a sort of comedy break in the game so they turned up late to the party and went round finishing everyone else's drinks yeah pretty much <laughs> but when, by the time the players turned up to this like abandoned lair expecting to find all these evil cultists doing all their evil machinations they found like all the cells were empty where they've been keeping their sacrificial victims all the um the altars were empty and whatever and there were just like three or four of these methods that were like knocking around like they were lords of the manor enjoying themselves and sort of like sitting on all the chairs and like smoking and talking in their high-pitched voices and giving it all of that and like I say, it was a nice bit because they'd like fought their way through like a dangerous sewer to get there. Because I knew that the the cult had already cleared out, but I didn't just want to have the players get there and be like, "Oh, everyone's gone. It's just empty. We fought our way through all that just for for nothing." I thought have these methods in there. It works in the in the sort of theme of the adventure. They managed to like wangle and bribe some useful information out of the methods about what happened to the people who had left. And we got a nice little interlude where they could relax a bit, but they also got to like banter a bit with these NPCs and sort of like have a bit more of a lighter moment in the campaign. So I think methods can certainly work really well as like a bit of comedy relief. You know, you want if you want someone who's like, like I said, they're, they're trying to be evil, but they're just not very good at it, and they come off as just like a bit comical. So they can definitely be used for that if you want to inject a a note of sort of like lighter relief into your game but obviously you have to be aware of the effect that can have on the the pacing of your game so can you give any other ways that methods could be used in games well there's always that option of having one turn up and offer someone a faustian deal yeah i mean it's, it's a weird thing though because i mean i always imagine you know like when when a demon offers like or a devil offers someone a deal they have to have like the power to like make good on their sort of side of the bargain and i just wonder like so obviously if you've got some massive like arch fiend or whatever and you're like oh give me eternal youth and i'll do this that, and the other they can probably like grant you eternal youth that's grand whereas i find it difficult to imagine like what a method would be able to grant you and actually like i'll sell you my soul yeah, to burn down my neighbor's barn until you've actually done the thing it wanted you to do and found out that that bit of paper that you signed in blood isn't worth anything. Isn't worth anything. Then what does the method care whether or not it can actually grant you gifts? It just wants to mess with you. Conversely, though, <laughs> we, we know that methods are used as messengers for, like, higher-up infernal overlords. What if, like, your infernal overlord sat there and he's like, oh, I've just had, like, a notification come in on, like, um, on a um, demon book. Says that... Uh, Someone wants to sell me their soul, and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm planning the blood war. I've got time to go to like see this like fifth level like nobody to like take mm-hmm. his soul. Oh, I'm going to send this method along. It is a contract method. Go along, get him to sign that. Come back. So you could potentially still have like the methods, like the middleman effectively is the mess, the errand boy 
So I could see that working. And again, you can have a bit of fun with it, you know, if you want. I hate to say it, but that story sounds like it would be a lot more fun to play from the Methods' point of view. Well, who knows? <laughs> you know, you, your demon overlords told you to go and get this contract signed by this mortal. Well, I'm, I'm sure... I mean, obviously you have to, like, house rule some stuff, but... I'm sure as like a one or two shot, like playing a load of methods who've been <laughs> sent out by your infernal overlord, could be quite entertaining. Particularly if like it was a con game or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, maybe maybe you have to see like who can collect the most like souls or whatever <laughs> during the game. I could see that being entertaining as like a one shot or like a mm-hmm. games on demand style deal. Absolutely. So that's been our episode on methods. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got anything you want to tell us about this or any of our other episodes, or maybe you've got suggestions for things you'd like to see in the future, you can leave us a message on SpeakPipe. There'll be a link in the description of this episode. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Until we see you next time, take care, stay safe, and keep gaming. Bye. You've got something to add? you got something to say about methods, Fanta? Oh, wow. I'm not sure about that. After all, who'd clean up all the mess?